0: to get the mood. Best to get Claudia dancing. <laughs> yeah! woohoo! It's a banana mood!
1: <laughs> yeah! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin, where your hosts... I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Th-
0: thanks for coming tonight. We're, oh, we love you. We're back for uh, episode two of a two-part set with Claudia Schmidt. Woo!
2: <laughs> Thank you.
3: I, I meant to tell you, um, when I was doing the Red Wing Blackbird um, poem last set, that, that a friend of mine was, was told me she was walking to her um, car after a meeting last week in Chicago, downtown Chicago, and walked by, you know, th- all the animals are so crazy right now, um, all of us animals, and, um, and she walked past this bush, that was just like like, just like rattling the whole bush, and she, she could hear these, all these bird sounds, like inside the bush, and then suddenly two red-winged blackbirds fell out onto the sidewalk, and she said they looked around like, oh, <laughs> <Like>, kind of startled. <laughs> what a great moment to witness. <clears throat> Well, I wanted to play this song especially for my friends, the Berrymans, who are here tonight, because I, I'm so proud. After 37 years of songwriting, I, I wrote my first polka recently. And, um, <laughs> um, and I, you know, uh, it, and it, it was, um, I guess, I, it was, it's a definitely a song I couldn't have written in my 20s. And uh, Lou and I were just talking earlier about being in the, in the music business and, and how um, there is ageism and sexism in the music business, even in the folk music business. I know it's a shock, but uh, uh, my friend just got back from Australia and said they just passed an anti-ageism bill in Australia, where if you're like 55, 60, you get first dibs on jobs. I mean, what a thing to think about. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. But in the music business, it's different, especially for women. I have these three friends who are singing trio, and they all had to get their day jobs back um, a while back. Um, because they were having a hard time getting work. And this agent they were working with out east actually said, you've got three problems. You're white, you're middle-aged, and you're women. No one wants to look at you. Aww. So that's the kind of stuff we're up against in this business. So you've got to have some calluses. I want to tell you to stick it out. It's not, it's not easy. So so I just get up every day and look in the mirror and say, I'm not a scared. And, <laughs> so... um. I wrote this uh, song for all my women friends. It's called, Strong Woman Has a Bad Day Polka. And it actually came from a a chat I had with a friend um, one day. We met in a bistro. It was one of these serendipitous things. A neighbor, who I didn't really know that well. And um, I would walk by her house. She's out gardening. I'm walking my dog. And we would greet each other pleasantly. And then we we met each other. We, We ended up sharing counter space at lunch. And got this whole backstory. I didn't know she'd become a widow and got married again, and um, and and fell in love, got married. She didn't know I'd gone through this painful separation. I mean, for for two years we'd been, uh, our lives had been in shards, and we were we were seeing each other almost every day, going hi, fine, you know. <clears throat> so I'm getting ready to leave, and I and we're hugging, and I, and 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 she said, oh, and she said, oh, it was so nice to connect. And I said, well, you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you wish that you were dead, and. <laughs> And she said, and you'll love this, she said, you should write a song about that. All the songwriters in here. And you know, having been a songwriter, I've heard this a few times in my life, and I never say it out loud because it wouldn't be polite, but in my head, I, I'm always thinking, well, you should write a song about that, you know? But two hours later, I was walking my dog and I wrote a song about that. So, uh, damn it. And so this is what came out. It's called Strong Women. At first, I thought it was an Irish drinking song when I, when I finished it. These are the choices songwriters make, right? I think it was just the cadence, you know, da 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 But when I let it settle in a while, I knew it had to be a polka. So please join me in the refrain.
2: There's something gnawing at your mind Like a dog upon a bone It's with you in a crowded room Or when you're all alone Was it something on the radio that you were dead Your beauty has a tarnished glow You're fading like a flower The men think you're invisible What's happened to your power? The years have flown But here's the thing That sticks They broke into your house and stole your CDs and your cassettes. They sold you all those supplements. Their slogan should have read: Whatever doesn't kill you makes you wish that you were. You forgot to have a family. Now you have nowhere to go. No one to lay a guilt trip on to take you in, and so you order up a Cosmo toast your solitude. That you were da, 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 you haven't slept in days only when you drive your car you'd settle for a nightmare cause at least it's not the bar so here's some words of comfort as you crawl into your
3: that i am moving to minneapolis this summer and uh, it's a big step a big wrenching big move but um i'm i'm kind of on the i'm half excited and and half wrenched at this point i'm i'm there yeah um. <clears throat> floss what's that are you going to become a dental floss tycoon a dental floss tycoon. yeah ah yeah. 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 Yeah, wow. I gotta, I gotta pull myself back down. I, was on, I wasn't on the short tether when you said that. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm a Gemini, you gotta watch that stuff. So, um. but the thing is, the, the fun thing about moving there is um, I'm actually gonna be living on this um, little place called Nicolette Island, which is right off of downtown Minneapolis in the middle of the Mississippi River. And um, so I get to be an island girl again. And, which I'm really happy about. And I was thinking about this song I hadn't done in a long, long time. When I first moved to Beaver Island, um, from Milwaukee, where I lived for seven years, and, and moving to Beaver Island was another, like, huge, big step. And, and I spent my first winter there. And the, and the islanders would call, if you, sp- if you um, spent the winter on the island, they called it overnighting, you know. Um, i wrote this song my, my the first year i overnighted on beaver island and uh, so it's just come up again because of you know it's got a little refrain that comes up in each verse i hope you sing with me on it sound great on the singing
2: there once were eagles on eagle hill tired of going tired of going when the wind is willing you'll hear I
3: I think that we should call Chris and Mary back up here at this point in time. Because I just know that Chris has thought some up some more band names he wants to share with us. And,
0: and I was so mesmerized. I was just... <laughs>
3: Well, we had a chance, to, uh, we really did have a chance to go over a few songs together. I, I had heard, I've never met Chris and Mary before, but I had heard what wonderful musicians that they are, and it would have been a waste of an opportunity to play together, right, if we hadn't uh, figured something out. Thank you for asking. Yes, we're thrilled. So, um, well, we, I haven't done any songs about desperation and heartbreak yet tonight, so... Really, quite like that, anyway... I, You know, I was remembering the story. I, I've been doing these gigs in Chicago, and, and so it's been bringing up a lot of, dredging up a lot of old memories. And I was just remembering this, um, I, was, I, I was breaking up with this boyfriend I had at the time, and I was leaving on a road trip. I was leaving to go to the airport on a road trip. This was on the north side of Chicago, and we'd had this like big fight. And, and my boyfriend was so rude that even though we'd had a big fight, he wouldn't help me carry my crap down the stairs of his place where i was staying with him at that it was a long staircase and at that time i was carrying around like three instruments and albums you know and i mean and 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 he just let me like carry all this crap down the stairs by myself and i was crying and we'd been fighting and I get outside and I hail a cab and, um, and the cab's pulling up and I'm starting to um, load my stuff into, and I'm just like so distressed. I'm just undone. And, um, and as I'm getting into the cab, I see there's so much traffic noise. I see that the boyfriend is leaning out the window and like saying something, you know, and I was just like, oh. And as I'm getting into the cab, there was a Chicago cop like parked in front of where the cab was, kind of just leaning against the car, you know, with one of those that can, it's kind of leer on his face. And he looked at me and said, are you leaving him for good, lady? <laughs> and it was like, I got in the cab and I just started laughing and I laughed all the way to the airport. I always wanted to send him a thank you note. for. It. I mean, he totally turned my life around at that point. Yeah.
1: Chicago cops can be scary, but apparently that one... No, he was an angel. He knows what he's doing, yeah.
2: out of trouble because you're a born diplomat a croon, and cajole, you're so subtle you can smooth ruffled feathers like that but here's one for the books kiddo because whenever Moment too soon, jumped out of the path of an oncoming bus with a speed to make others swoon. But those reflexes don't count much here. cause whatever you're made of, can't give you what you need to get yourself. Ooh,
3: Ooh. Ooh.
2: Our illustrious hosts. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Claudia Schmidt. Do you want to um, play more and then talk, or talk and play more? Or what do you want to do? Can we do it at the same time? Yeah. I, I know I you can. can. That's just so. amazing.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you are like the Robin Williams of singer songwriters, I swear. You're <laughs> a... <laughs>
4: it's
0: like sing pow, pow. Yeah. With no drug abuse problem. <laughs> right, yeah,
3: right. Yes. Yeah. So, should we just play another way? Sure. All right, let's play another one. Oh, right. You know, um, when I was first starting to play music in Chicago in the 70s, um, I, I, I got to open for some amazing people like Brian Bowers and, and uh, Bob Gibson, who were kind of established on the scene at the time. And, and Bob, in particular, was really like a mentor to me. I learned a lot from him about watching him perform and, be, and getting to sing with him and be on stage with him and we got to be pals and one day we were just talking about we were talking about why there's so many more songs about unrequited love than requited love you know there's just i mean and they are and they're so beautiful there's so many more sad songs about love and um and he finally said well you know maybe it's just that when you're having a requited love affair you don't have time to write songs (laughs) (laughs) he was a very wise man so and uh but so I, I, sometime later, I was thinking about that, and I sort of picked up the gauntlet and wrote this song about um, requited love. <laughs> so, I'll, let me make sure we're on. Um...
0: Requiting takes a lot of practice too. You got to
1: work at it. What does requiting?
3: Yes, requiting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah.
1: You know, earlier you were talking about. Um... Was I? Uh, yes. <laughs> you were talking about oh, you know, you're sleeping next to your cousin or your brother or something. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> no, I mean. Uh... I mean, in a song. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, this, this, this is live radio. Be careful, Mary. Plausible <laughs> viability. <laughs> oh. There,
3: yeah, right. That's an episode. It's so starting to sound like Deliverance here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last band we were in,
1: our, our, our fearless leader used to call us the twins.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thought that was kind of creepy. That ain't right.
0: It ain't, it ain't
3: right. That's right. It ain't right.
1: He's doing solo shows now.
2: 1
3: tune with me here. A, a, a blues, a blues that I wrote some uh, years ago. Being on the road and uh, always getting input from people when I travel places after gigs about the best place to get breakfast the next day. And, um, you know, actively seeking out the mom and pop places, trying to stay away from the chains, trying to contribute to the local economy. And, um, and I get my research and, uh, and by then it's very, very late. And uh, and by the time I make it out of bed in the morning and stumble to the place I was told about, um, because it's a small mom and pop place, they almost always seem to be right in the middle of cleaning the grill <laughs> between breakfast and lunch. And I don't know about you, but if I am psyched up for breakfast, I cannot make the leap to lunch. It's, it messes me up for the whole day. So. So that's where this song comes in. Um, it's my lament about that, called Too Late for Breakfast. And it's got a great chorus in it. So, And we have these room mics, you know? So, um, so this is, you know, <clears throat> clear your throats, get ready to go. Um, this is called Too Late for Breakfast.
2: It's one more slip between the- I got to bed at a decent hour Didn't even bother to take a shower Still I'm too late for breakfast once again Bother to take a shower still I'm too late for breakfast once again. Yes, I'm too late for breakfast once again. Too late, I'm 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 too late for breakfast. I'm too late for the Friday. And the poached eggs, sheared eggs, and the little creamy quiches with the wild asparagus and the red mushrooms, and the fair trade strawberries dipped in organic dark chocolate, and the crumpets and the skulls. and the double latte frappe mochaccino vodka slappers. man, I'm oh, so late, if I don't quit singing this song, I'll be even later for breakfast. One That's
0: Claudia Schmidt, Robin Williams of singer-songwriter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah,
0: bumper, bumper sticker maybe? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about
2: that.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> All that road rage, I'm trying to stay away from the bumper stickers. <laughs> hey, you in your songs, your songwriting you get into these characters sometimes. Mm. Oh, yes, very theatrical. And you, yeah, you, do did you, did you have a theater, a theater back? Mm-hmm. I ran away with a theater group after high school. <laughs> I
3: did. Did you? Yeah, that was my first, I, didn't, I wasn't doing music at that point. I mean, yeah. I played a little music while I was still in high school, but yeah, I, I did like hard theater for a year, no music. So um, with a funny, funky little group based out of Los Angeles, real grassroots theater. So I'm, I learned a lot of on the ground. It wasn't glamorous, I mean, we stayed in people's homes we performed in churches and schools and coffee houses and prisons and you know had a like a had a 5 a day per diem you know for food and uh, i it was a, so yeah that was what i did for a year and uh, i i wasn't thinking about it consciously at the time as good training for performing but, but
0: is, is that what it was though you were, you were thinking about it in terms of this is good training for, for, for performing? no not at all
3: oh, okay i just know I, I i went out to because i was i was i had a crush on this guy i lost my virginity to when i got out to los angeles that's why i
1: went out there <laughs> so I was a guy so
3: you know i was you know, i was in, i was 18 for god's sakes you know you don't think beyond right here yeah. or here, here right, yeah. well,
1: it was, so, <laughs> it was <laughs> during the so. sexual revolution mm. that's right yeah. yeah
3: it was my own personal yeah yeah. My PSR.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: So I mean, you just never know. But think, you know, you get led places, and uh, it was—it wasn't until a lot later that I thought, "Wow, doing that year of theater probably gave me a leg up when I got around to solo performing." Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so has your has most of your training been quote informal?
3: All oh, self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, it's yeah on on the ground in the trenches that's that's it yeah
1: that's awesome mm-hmm. what about this joy of singing workshop what about you? Do? It? what about it what about it come on how did you come about doing that
3: well you know people wanted to um, wanted me to talk about singing and do do these workshops and um, since I didn't study voice in a formal way I don't have this I don't have a pedagogy you know to present. Um, and, but what works for me is that I enjoy it so much. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I started thinking, well, how, you know, how can I, you know, I'd always, when it comes down to it, rather, rather do it than talk about it. But every now and then I have to talk about it. And so it really is about, um it's been good because you know whenever you teach something, you learn as much as anybody else. And so it's really it's made me have to just really stop and, and think, well, what, what is it that makes me want to keep doing this after all this time and and, and and that makes me enjoy it so darn much. And, um, and it really is, I mean, singing is a totally hedonistic experience, um, the way I experience it anyway. And it, it involves like using the entire body as a resonating chamber, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's getting the whole body. And that's one of the, the lessons I learned in theater is that yep. when you're, when you're performing, when you're on a stage, your whole body, whether or not you're using that part of your body, your whole body is present and involved in the process, and um, so that's where I think I was able to to bring those worlds together. And um, and even though even though um, Actually, physiologically, that might not be what's going on. There's a lot of esoteric stuff going on, always in performance, and, and that's one of the places that I've been able to plug in with it, with the singing. And, and, then, and then, also, it's getting, it's getting people um, to think about sound coming out of their body in a different way. You know, we get invested in what we think is our voice, our speaking voice, or our singing voice, and it's usually pretty limited. Um, so it's about trying to like start with a kind of a fresh palette and and just see what happens so you, it's very fun Do you yeah. enjoy
0: working with people that that claim mm. that they don't know how to sing at all or never sang? it? It's a sad it's kind of mm. it's a sad thing But I understand yeah. if you weren't raised with that in the in your family in your household Maybe you, you just don't but but the, like the, they don't understand I guess and let's see what your take on this is that um, When you're talking you're almost singing you know, there is pitch. Some people mm-hmm. talk in a monotone, so but most people have this some. This Those yeah. are my some most yeah. exciting people to talk to. Yes. Is it fear? What? What? What is it? Do you think?
3: Um, Yeah, a lot of it is fear. I mean, particularly with women, I think about like projecting because uh, so many of us are brought up with the idea that if you if you raise your voice, it's usually in a negative way. It's in family arguments or some kind of some kind of hostile, um, aggressive way. Mm -hmm. And so I I try to get people to be like joyously loud, like to experiment with going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey! Yeah, like just and it scares people. I mean, sometimes they cry. They make a noise like that and then they start to cry. Um, because
2: it's, it's never so, rem- yeah.
3: and, and the, you know, your throat chakra is the emotion <laughs> chakra, you know, so if there's stuff in there, and it's just been kind of, kind of festering away in there, it comes up a lot of times, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey, it's a really interesting journey to, um, to work with people like that, and a lot of times people grew up and got told in choirs, you know, move your lips, or say watermelon, 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 and And for me, that, oh, that makes me so mad because I played clarinet as a child. And I was told that I would never be a good clarinet player because of the space between my teeth. And so I was at that age where I kind of went, oh. I put the clarinet away and years later a musician told me that was a bunch of bull and I just wanted to go find that guy and kick him in the shins right then you know so I mean it's something you carry with you your whole life um, so that's yeah that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting around too is this idea that you're supposed to sound a certain way mm-hmm. and um so there's a lot to it, and, and it, it works differently for different people.
0: Right. Well, you know, most musicians we we get we have our influences early on, and that's a tough thing, right? Because you, some people get stuck in their influences and never find and what, they never find their outfluence. Their outf- right. <laughs>
1: Their own voice. Yeah.
0: <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Is it time for the emergency yodel button yet? It's always time for that. <laughs> Where'd you get that, anyway? The what? The emergency yodel button? Oh, man, I got it at Ginkgo coffee House in
1: St. Paul. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Woo! right. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to make your own?
3: Mm. <laughs> I bet you Lou could do that. She's really crafty. <laughs> she could probably quilt one. Right, right. What? What? We're just,
1: <laughs> we're just enjoying well, being here. You know, the whole singing thing we're talking about, about how yeah. you use your whole body, like with acting and singing and stuff too. And, oh. and, and for me, my experience was um, getting a job for a landscaping company and telling them that I knew how to drive a trailer. Oh. And a dump truck. And you did. And I did. And then you did. But yes. you,
3: you did. you hadn't before that.
1: No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I sort of... Like, you use your whole body. The dump truck was oh, my yeah. body. Man, you, you, got, you, you got to. So. I love that thing. I'd be yeah. carrying cocoa mulch. Right. And I'd have three candy bars laid out on the seat next to me. Wow. Because cocoa mulch is, you know. Yeah. It's chocolate. You have to have chocolate. The joy of front end loaders. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right.
1: I want to go to that workshop.
3: <laughs> Sign me up. I'm going to that workshop.
2: <laughs> Uh,
1: so I never learned how to dump her, you know, but I could drive that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That gives you something to live for. <laughs> I know what job I'm going to next. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Drive that sucker and front end loader. Those are going on that list now, too.
3: I have a, I have a, I have a good song that, it, yeah. that kind of um, displays that whole, that whole thing, because you asked me about that song earlier, the, yeah. the Wisconsin song. Right. Oh, yeah. When Shall we proceed and I'll do Let's that do. song? Yeah. let
0: yeah. Claudia Schmidt.
3: Um, it's a song that, um, that I wrote way back uh, in the 70s, I think, when I was first performing full-time. And, um, and it was when I was driving, I was living in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin at the time. And, and, <laughs> and I was driving all the heck over around Wisconsin on the blue highways. And I just, and it, I just was captivated by the land. I just, um, it was the fall of the year, it was November. And I just was taken, I was taken by the land and um, started writing this song while I was driving. And then actually, I can remember the moment that I actually wrote the song down. It was at the Big Steer restaurant in Eau Claire. I was having, waiting for blueberry pancakes.
2: (laughs) Traveling through Wisconsin country. Winters coming on, and the leaves blown down. The trees stand starkly, and the corns turn to brown. The wind winds through them. With a lonesome sound The farms lie peaceful After summer's labors The fields await their blanket of snow that go and it causes a trembling way down some say it's Indian ghosts on the wonder in the howl of the wind when the first snow flies, who rage and thunder, eternal goodbyes to their once wild lands under these gray skies. soul cries with them all filled with sadness it forgets the family and it forsakes the best and in its madness and the snows caress it would love. Take its last Lonely sin.
3: did have kind of this ribbled um, bumper sticker in my mind for those those years always because I still love coming back and driving around Wisconsin I just love driving in Wisconsin and so I always thought the Chamber of Commerce should put out a bumper sticker that says Wisconsin gives good road
2: waiting to mend
3: to say that this has been a really intense week of touring for me in, in Illinois and Wisconsin, and a lot of um, a lot of coming full circle stuff going on. Really emotional, really um, dense and deep and wonderful and exhausting. And uh, this is my seventh gig in eight days, and every night has been oh my god! It's a, and and tonight, you know, I, I have these old friends here. I have friends from when I lived in Green Bay in the in the late '70s and. Um, and, and some new friends, and friends that go back even further than that. And it's—I um, just—I really pay attention to that stuff. Um, I feel I'm very lucky. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm rich in friends. I feel very rich in friends. And I was thinking earlier about when I'm thinking about moving because that's up for me right now. Um, I lived in Green Bay for a couple of years, and I and I got—I moved to Seattle to be with a boyfriend out there. It didn't last long. I came back to Milwaukee not not long after that. Um, <clears throat> And, but I remember the night I was doing my last concert at the Blue Whale before, before I was getting ready to move out to Seattle. I remember that night, and uh, Karen Greenler got up and did this beautiful, like, little speech about the tapestry of our friendship, and I had to get up and sing after that, and I was just bawling. It was so in, in, intense. Um, <clears throat> but here I am back in the Midwest, you know, Michigan and now Minnesota, and it gives me many opportunities to cross Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm going to wind up with with this little poem, and then um, a song uh, that that I remember doing that night in honor of of that move. You know, there's so many different ways of saying goodbye. Some here, have you ever thought? I've, sometimes I've thought about doing a whole night of nothing but goodbye songs. Wouldn't it, the pressure, the tension, would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> and then there there are so many different ways of, of, of saying goodbye, you know, sad and poignant and bitter. And, and there's that, um, I don't know if you remember that Blues Wind Gym about, it's like, it's got the line in it that goes, baby, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you walk away. <laughs> 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 so <clears throat> I'm gonna leave you with these two things. Midwestern heart, big ornery thing beating away in the chest, steadfast as Midwestern weather ain't. Loves too hard, expects too much, sometimes doesn't laugh enough. Moralistic, masochistic, honest. It throbs to simple fun, dress it up in spats and tails and watch it do the fox trot round the world. It resonates to rolling meadows, lush landscapes, everything. It wishes for cows to be wild again afraid of heights. It will tickle the tops of mountains right where it lies. Beating away in the chest. Big, ornery thing. Midwestern heart.
2: jewels, some of your worries and all of your cheers, but there are some lessons which I need to learn, I have flaunted and mocked them and now it's my turn, and I'm wanting to go and I'd be a fool, to say I won't think of you often and be Please lend me an ear What I take with me Is more precious than jewels Some of your worries And all of your cheers I'm not a woman Who can leave in the night I need arms to break from When they're holding me tight And eyes that are grasping our tools to dim all the parting till we're both out of sight this is the hour before which i leave here this is the time please let me ante what i take with me is more precious than jewels some of your worries and all of Be forces that move us to the farewell embrace. All we fate is the master we are, but blind fools, I will groan in the darkness for the light of your face. What we've gained And lost in between We'll find that the years Both kindly and cruel Have failed to put distance Between you and me Some of your worries and all of your cheers. Some of your worries and all of your cheers. Some of your worries and all of your cheers. Thank you.
0: Claudia Schmidt.
1: We've just decided you're our new favorite.
0: Yeah. (laughs) New CD, Promising Sky, available at cdbaby.com or you can go to claudiaschmidt.com. You
3: Uh, can also sign up on my mailing list really easily because I'll be passing back and forth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honest, brave, and brilliant you are. Ms. Claudia Schmidt.
1: Yeah. That's a beautiful description. Yeah. Yeah. Very apt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you all for coming tonight. Um, special thanks to Mr. Luke Cassis, our front of house engineer, and our recording engineer, Mr. Andy LaVallee, our technical producer. Special thanks to Elizabeth Brink here. And the
1: Brink- special line. thanks to WORTHD Community Radio. Yeah. Back porch radio.
0: 89.9. And thanks for listening.